Jesus is the farmer. Now, if you know any farmers, especially old timey farmers, they're not gonna let those rocks stay in the field. So Jesus is going to deal with you. If you've got rocks, if you've got things in your life to where you fail, you've got patchy spots, you seem to go through cycles where you can't get this seed to take, you can't get anything to grow in this certain area. You know, God's trying to deal with you on that because he's not willing that those rocks stay in there. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. All this week, we are looking at the parable called the sower sows the word that Jesus says if they don't understand this parable, they won't understand all of his parables. So each day this week, we will be looking at one of each of the areas discussed in the sower sows the word parable. So let's quickly review the first two days so far. First, when we talk about the farmer, we are talking about Jesus. The seeds are the words of God. Where the seed falls or is planted is the soil of our lives. And the soil of our lives is valuable and precious and needs to be treated like that is true. All right. Jesus said in Matthew 13 and Mark 4, listen and understand. A farmer went out to plant some seeds and these seeds fell on shallow soil that had underlying rocks. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then Jesus said to them, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, the plants don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So this past week in my life, a shallow area of my heart was revealed. I made what I thought were good choices or I told myself were good choices, but they were made out of self-righteous emotions and not out of faith or love. And they turned out to bite me in the butt a little bit. I was angry at work. I was angry at my husband. I felt self-righteous. I felt humiliated. I felt so many things. I was all over the map. And at the end of the week, I was like, God, what was that? What just happened to me? I felt unstable in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. And as much as it upset me that I was experiencing some things with my work and personal life that I didn't feel were right or fair, by the end of it all, I was actually glad that it had all happened because it revealed a shallow area 
in my soil, in my life, where the words of God that I joyfully read about every day in my Bible and preach about in this podcast and say I believe, well, turns out the roots of those seeds, those words, they weren't even deep enough in my heart in those areas to get me through a slightly rough week. But thankfully, when I went to the Lord about it and asked him to change this area and help me dig deeper and walk more faithfully, he spoke to me from his word in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. It is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge, for safety, can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope, God's promises, the fact that it is impossible for him to lie, that hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's very own inner sanctuary, an anchor to my soul. His words, his promises, his seeds of life, they are my hope and my hope in them as I let the roots of those words, those promises, those seeds grow down deep into the soil of my life, they become an anchor for my soul. And I won't be tossed around emotionally anymore, but things in this earth that are temporary, they won't be able to just toss me around because I won't be focused on them anymore because the anchor of my soul is eternal. So even when you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, there can be shallow areas in the soil of your life. And it becomes pretty evident if you have a shallow place in your life because you start to wither and die the moment you encounter problems. I don't know if that's ever happened with you, Ben. Oh, yeah. Lots of times. As you're sharing that example and about the Lord and his truth being the anchor, the true anchor, it occurred to me that those rocks, those hard places, those boulders that are taking the place of soil, that's where God's word and his anchor needs to take the place of those rocks. Yes. You know, that's he needs to be the foundation, the bedrock of our souls, of our spirit, of our existence. But when you have these giant boulders and rocks and just, you know, mixed in with all, all the things in your life, it's just taking the place of where God should be. And now think about this. You're happy to hear God's word, right? That's what this type yeah. of person, rocky ground. I you're love excited. reading the word. <laughs> yeah, you're in the Bible. But then... It specifically says, because of the word that's in your heart that you've heard and grabbed hold of, persecution and trouble and trials are coming. You know, the enemy is going to come in whichever way he can, and he's going to try to destroy that, and he's going to put pressure on you. He goes, oh, you think you you, uh, really believe what God just said? Well, how about this? We'll, We'll see. Did God really say? Now, where have we heard that before? The very first trick in the book. Did God really say he put pressure on your belief structure on what you heard from the Lord? And if you've got rocks in your life, if you've got these things that are really taking the place of the Lord and his priority, you're going to wither and and that seed's just going to die. That plant's going to die and it's not going to go anywhere. Did did you ever watch that movie Silence, Martin Scorsese, about the uh, Jesuit priests who went to Japan? No, I haven't seen it. 
I'd recommend to, to watch it. I don't necessarily agree with what Scorsese was trying to portray, you know, with missions and, and different aspects of Christianity, but it really makes you think. But there was this one Japanese character, Kichi Joro, and he was the most excited convert. You know, so, so these Jesuit priests, they go to Japan and they're trying to preach the gospel, but it's against the law. And so the Japanese hierarchy, the government was actually just like trying to kill them on, just like stop this from happening. Not necessarily a true story, but it's a true portrayal of what had happened back then. So all the Japanese Christians were like in secret. They had to hide the fact that they're Christians. Anyway, so this character, Kichijiro, he was super excited to have these Jesuit priests. He was like, you know, taking care of them. And he was their guide. And he, and he was portraying that he was like an awesome Christian, except that every time the Japanese leaders came in, he gave them up every time. And whenever the persecution came that you had to actually like, because they're beating people, they were crucifying people and torturing. He gave in every single time. It was like a perfect example of the rocky type soil. He was excited about what, what God was doing. God was there trying to win over the Japanese people. But when any type of persecution came, he folded like a deck of cards. And it was and it was a constant thing throughout the movie. And, and the one priest was just like beside himself. And that was kind of the crux of the whole story at the end. I won't give it away of what actually happened, but it was just a challenge because this priest was like, you know, why would you be a coward? Why would you apostatize and all this kind of stuff? But because he was under pressure and he didn't have God as the real foundation in his heart. You know, it's interesting, too, because now remember, I mean, I'm a believer. I trust the Lord. I love the Lord. But I had an area and I'm sure there's more than one. I'm sure they'll be revealed. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can we can be followers, but that doesn't mean we're not going to discover that in certain areas, what would happen if someone came and threatened to beat me? Would I be ready for that? Would I be, you know, would I be ready to, to stand under that persecution? Which is why it's important that when we have times like I had where it's not life or death, it's just functioning in my world in a loving and godly way. And when I fail at that, don't beat myself up, but take a look at it and say, okay, that was a really shallow area of my life. And I need to deal with that. I need to figure out why the roots weren't deeper. I need to figure out what those rocks are um, that are keeping, you know, the roots of these seeds of God from going deeper uh, enough that when the trouble comes, when the high winds come, that I still have the plant growing. And he even says the plant does grow for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll grow for a little bit. So here in Nova Scotia, it's very rocky ground. And so we had some work done in our backyard and our backyard, you just dig in one inch down and you are coming across fairly good sized rocks all through our entire yard. So our yard grows grass splotchy. It's not consistent grass. No matter how much seed we put down, we couldn't clean up the patchy spots. I think that sometimes you might have a life that looks like mine where I've got some good grass in some areas, doing well, growing strong, uh, must be in a less rocky part of my yard. But then there are those areas where just by looking at the fruit, 
is there anything growing or is it patchy next to those other spots? So I think, you know, you, you can have both. I think you can have it happening, the shallowness. I think you could probably at the end of the day, have a combination of all the types of soils that we're talking about today in different areas of your life. Well, you mentioned one thing that Jesus is the farmer. Now, if you know any farmers, especially old timey farmers, they're not going to let those rocks stay in the field. So Jesus is going to deal with you. If you've got rocks, if if you've got things in your life to where you fail, you've got patchy spots, you you seem to go through cycles where you can't get this seed to take, you can't get anything to grow in this certain area. You know, God's trying to deal with you on that because he's not willing that those rocks stay in there. Do you remember when we used to live out in the farm? Do you remember that uh, the kids called Rocky Mountain? <laughs> yeah. There was this pile of rocks, probably 20 feet in diameter and about six feet high. And those were all the stones of the farm field of the farmer for the last hundred years. Every time he'd hit a a rock about the size of a basketball or bigger, he'd get this rock and he'd throw it on this pile. Well, my kids played on it when they were little. They called it Rocky Mountain. But that's what the Lord Jesus is going to do for you. If Mm. you're his child, if you're soil and you're willing you're going to be confronted. And one way you find out is when the enemy comes in and beats you. And then the Lord is going to teach you in that area. And, and that happened go- to me last week. He, exactly. I, I got beat a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. But now the farmer comes in and starts to say, well, let's get rid of these stones so that the yeah. next time you don't trip over the same stone, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that's what I would encourage everyone is when you have that hard place in your life, that's limiting God's will for you. Start letting the Lord deal with you because he is dealing with you. Whether we're listening or not, he is trying to deal with us on it. And he wants that stone to be removed and he wants his good soil to be placed there so that you can bear fruit. The work we were having done, we had a patio done. They had to bring in a backhoe to get down deep enough to get out those rocks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they brought in the heavy machinery to get those rocks out. But you know what's interesting? What's the first thing they lay down? another bed of rocks more rocks more rocks but these rocks are the good kind that let the water come through that let things drain they're not they're not those big things that are causing problems and whatever they're actually creating a strong foundation for that patio and that is what god is trying to do it's not he doesn't reveal these spots in our lives to condemn us i felt bad i felt guilty last week when i failed But I didn't feel condemned because I knew and I was excited because I'm like, I am never going to do that again. We are going to root this out and he is going to replace those areas, those shallow areas that are filled with rocks with his foundation. And what did we say that was? It's the confidence in his promises, in his words that then become an anchor to our soul. So remember to wake up each morning these next few weeks, decide in your heart that you will choose to be a person who has ears that want to hear what the Lord is speaking to your heart and to your life. Ask the Spirit of God to open your ears to hear His voice, open your eyes to see His truths and His presence in your world, and open your heart to be changed by the words you hear and the truths you see. If you do this, Jesus himself said in these scriptures, he is speaking words that have been hidden since the foundations and beginnings of this world. He will reveal these hidden truths and realities to you as you seek him with open eyes, 
open ears, and open hearts. He is the sower of the words of God. So today I pray the blessing of open ears over your life today. I pray that you would hear the Lord Jesus speaking to your spirit today and revealing the areas of your life where you have allowed the soil of your heart to be shallow. I pray that you would make the choice to dig down deep, clear out the rocks with the help of the Lord, and let the words of Jesus, his words of life, sink down deep and grow long roots that become an anchor for your soul in times of problems and persecution. Go with God into your day. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.